The Other Side podcast mission is to discuss important cultural and social issues relating to race, culture, gender, and equality. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of The Other Side Podcast. I'm Scott Kirk. Joining me here in studio, I have William Hammond, who is an open carry firearm advocate. And William was photographed at the uh, Democratic debate, which was held in Westerville, Ohio. And he had on his body armor and he had his semi-automatic rifle with him. And so, Mr. Hammond, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for inviting me. Let's just get to it. So I'm curious about your upbringing. Briefly, just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from. Were you raised in a household that had a lot of firearms? Uh, Did you hunt when you were a kid? Kind of give us the background on how you came to the point that you're at now. Well, I guess uh, for us like guns in Mm -hmm. the house, the only thing uh, in my own house, I was raised by a single mother. So... uh, Technically, I don't know if she had a gun or not. Okay. <laughs> to be honest with you, but my grandfather in his house, yeah, he, yeah, he was a World War II veteran, and uh, yeah, he kept a pistol in his pillow on his couch where he slept at, and nobody sat on his couch. I I can imagine uh, they probably wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what I'm saying you know that's his couch. You know, what I'm saying that's how they protect his house. At uh, what age were you when you got your first firearm? Uh. Serial firearm was a BB gun. And I was okay. Five years old. You know what I'm saying? My grandfather bought me a BB gun at five years old. Okay. When did you get your first real rifle or, or handgun? Uh, shoot. When I was legal okay. at 21. But uh, also, too, I was a Boy Scout. And uh, when I was in the Boy Scouts, in Boy Scouts, you were allowed to shoot. And also, it was acquired in merit badges and you know, token ships. So, you know, it was, you know, you shot rifles, you shot shotguns. So you did all that in Boy Scouts. And how old are you now? I'm 49. And at what point for you did it cross over from just kind of a, a casual relationship to something that, that you became a Second Amendment advocate? It got serious for you. It wasn't just something you did for protection or as a hobby. Probably around about three, four years ago. Okay. And what happened three or four years ago? Really understand the laws. You know, and then not going on, I guess, where uh, African-Americans are thinking that because here in Ohio, it's always been an open carry state. And um, at 21, you know, saying I had a firearm, but technically we wasn't carrying it correctly for us like, you know, on you. So, you know, for us like in a car, you try to you know, go by the rules in the car and everything. And uh, I had a situation back when my 20s dealing with that dealing with the police so that kind of like opened my eyes up as well okay that's really understanding going through my 20s going through my 30s just seeing how a lot of my friends and other situations that happen and you know saying how they lost their lives okay and as a result of of gun violence of gun violence okay gotcha and being prepared and being prepared the right way. Okay, got you. Are you a member of the NRA? No, not really. Okay. I mentioned earlier uh, to our listeners about you being at the Democratic debate, uh-huh. uh, which was held in Westerville. Right. And one of the things that really drew my interest was a photo of you. So I have the photo here, and I'm going to try to describe it to our listeners. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's a photo with you, and you got on body armor, uh, camo, 
pants. You've got a, a semi-automatic rifle. What what kind of? It's an AR. Okay, you got an AR-15. You've got on the goggles. Uh, you got on. It's so much stuff here. I don't even know. And then you got uh, a bunch of little pockets. Uh, there's three of them on your chest. Is that pepper spray or mace or something or or those bullets? I'm, no, they were my mag holders. Okay, those are mag holders. That's, that's a vest with it has mags where you stick your mags for your okay, got gotcha. your rifle. Okay, and so. then there's another photo of you. There's a front photo and there's a side photo. In the side photo, you also have a whip. Why the whip? <laughs> I mean, if you have an AR-15, right? What, what? Why, why is the whip? Because yes. I was trying to basically. Uh, it's a you know. Go ahead. It's a what? Most people, we go through uh, the situation with the firearm, and a lot of people is uh, a little uncomfortable with that. Okay. And they uncomfortable. A lot of people are uncomfortable with black people with firearms, and also on another scale too, the way that photo is, you know, and and vice versa with. A Caucasian women, man with a firearm. So that whole setup, most people think that to be a a, a racist white person to dress like that or okay. have a particular gear like that. No. So, but the whip was basically uh, using it, you know, something to play with and just learn something to do, something cool. Mm-hmm. But it came into a reality that you know, with the Second Amendment. The whip was used for intimidation with black people. We wasn't even allowed to touch it. So I came into a, would you say, a red pill moment. Okay. Saying, a, a reference from the Matrix, right? Right. Okay. Saying like, wow, you know, they tried to take, you know, this is what they intimidated with. And then basically saying that we couldn't even hold this. And then basically saying the same thing with the Second Amendment. You know, saying it really complement from the First Amendment. Because if we didn't have the Second Amendment, we wouldn't have a First Amendment. And then trickle on down. So if uh, if they basically say, "Hey, you know, you can't have a a firearm or this particular firearm," that's just another form of control. So I kind of get the impression that just listening to you talk, that some of this at least is not simply for your own personal protection, but some of it is you're kind of doing it to maybe make a point, or to, you're trying to push the envelope and people's comfort level. Or no. some of it a political statement. Maybe I that's mean, an easier no, way to put it. No. Basically, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's basically about my own personal protection because okay. I got to come back home regardless. You know, when I go to work or whatever, I go to the store, making a point A and making back to home. Okay. You know, but at the same time, all involved. It's not about black. It's not about white. But at the same time, if more black people understood the laws they wouldn't be having that brand of getting a felony to try to protect themselves you know and for like if somebody saw me like okay I'm walking around and I have my sidearm Uh and a lot of black people don't know that you can walk around there like that or scared because they're afraid that the police is going to mess with so you know so when they see me most of the questions I even had this question with a white guy you know said like do you ever get stopped or bothered with the police and I'm like no you know so that's where if, if you want to say if I'm trying to bring out and push the envelope maybe that's the envelope I'm trying to push okay okay so why the debate though that's a political event right right what was your purpose in going there what did you hope to accomplish well that is, well, because uh, they're trying to push this red flag law 
where basically they say a um, particular person can basically say anything about you. It could be a lie. And the police can come in and confiscate all your guns. That's what somebody said. Okay. So, you know, you got to go through, you know, process. So basically, if, you know, somebody at your job and say, uh, you know, you get mad at somebody at your job and they know you carry, you know, a gun. And then they say, uh, well, this guy going around, you know, he carries a gun. I think he might got one in his car. You know what I'm saying? So that can ruin you. They can ruin you on your job. But the red flag law is a is a law that was proposed by Governor DeWine, who's a Republican. So why show up at the Democratic debate? It's Democratic and Republican. It doesn't matter. And so when you showed up there, what did you get any pushback from security or Mm -hmm. or the police officials that were there? No, actually, it was cool. Okay, they want you know they was talking about the whip. You know what I'm saying? It was I'm I've been to a couple of these things, right? And um, and only like I said, a couple of them. And I was introduced with you know a couple of guys who was out you know about a couple of months ago. I was out matter of fact, I was you know working downtown, and so I was going on downtown just back in March. Mm-hmm. You know, talked to one of the guys. Like, hey, and I'm like, all right, but you know, you see the stuff on TV and everything or you hear about it and most time you hear on TV and on the news is you know white guys out there with this with all this armor and everything and they prejudice is you know you know I'm like you know what let me go ahead and see for myself let me get dressed I can get down too and but in your experience you haven't found none okay okay none, none, none of that you know for us with the people walk with me now outside of that I have people that walk up to me and say crazy stuff or even had a white guy that came and stopped, took a picture of me and called me a son. I don't know if I can cuss. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, but we get the idea. As, we yeah, get the idea. Just crush me, you know? And, you know, I'm standing there with, I'm the only black guy there, you know? And like everybody looked at me like, what the heck? And got on, you're like, yo, dude, that's not ain't cool. So... That's my thing too, you know. I'm trying to put it out there, you know. Saying you gotta look outside the box, and if you, you know, what you see on TV is not a lot of times true. Just out of curiosity, how many firearms do you own? I'm just saying. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Should anybody be able to carry grenades, for instance, or samurai swords? Let's say that's that's what they're into. That's what they feel uh, would make them safe. Would would you be okay with that if somebody else did that? Grenades, you know, that's that's top military. So that, okay. that one. I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is what is the distinction between a hand grenade, a bomb, swords, knives, whatever? If that's what someone says, this is what I need. To, I, what I need to do to feel safe. Why would that be any different than what you're doing? A samurai sword is uh, a good house protection, you know? Okay. So, you know, a samurai sword, I wouldn't mind somebody, you, if you got a samurai sword, cool. You know, somebody's in the blades, knives, you know, say so anything to protect your home. Okay. Uh, a grenade is not going to protect your home. It's going to blow yourself up, you know, unless you plan on doing something outside your home. So protecting, you, you know, you ain't using no grenade. What about a rocket you, launcher? A rocket launcher. You going to war? That's, I mean, you talk of war. I stuff. don't know. I'm just. Hey, if I they, mean, if that's what it is. I mean, we about to come into, heck yeah. Okay. But you know, but you know, right now we ain't, you know, we ain't in war. You know, do you not in front of your house anyway? Do you support any type of restriction 
on the number of weapons a person can own. No. Uh, the number of firearms, let no. me be more specific. Where every grown man can buy with his own hard-earned money, he should be able to do it. As a as a black man, what's the reception like from from other black folk? We had this conversation prior to being on air just how rare it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering how do how do other black people react to you when they see you sort of in the the body armor and all that? Because I don't wear body armor like that. I mean, for when, the when debate, you, what are the circumstances that you do wear the body armor? I wore that this for that particular situation. You know, you know. Did you buy the armor just for situations like that, or because you wanted the armor for your own personal protection? I wanted the armor for my own personal protection. So when they see you, the 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 few times you have been out with all the armor and and Mm -hmm. everything on, did you get any looks, any comments, questions? Yeah, and some good, and a lot of them good, and and some was. Interesting. Some was, you know, was uncomfortable, and most of it was uncomfortable was, was uh, white people. You know, the black people they see me like that. They was curious. They couldn't believe it. And they mostly, you know, say, "Hey, let me take your picture." I never seen nobody walking around like that. You know, saying they intrigued. How can you do that? And I break it down to them. You know, it's like, you know, as long as you's not a, not a felon. You know, saying you can do all this and to protect your house or if a situation become down to protect your country or protect your neighborhood wherever the situation may be you know but uh, on an everyday basis you know so I don't walk around there like that what do you think about your right to to bear arms and your right to protect yourself should that outweigh somebody's discomfort with you exercising that right definitely because when I'm out and about and if you're uncomfortable and I'm in the grocery store, you might be uncomfortable, but somebody else might be comfortable. Because I've been, went in plenty of places in grocery stores, and I had ladies ask me to walk them out to their cars. Really? Yeah. Literally, and, and, and from all colors. So, What do you say about people who might see a photo of you or see you on TV or somebody else and, and think that you're you show up at these events to intimidate people. Nah, we ain't out there to intimidate. If you was out there in an event, you was seeing it was a lot different. It's not what you see. It's what you, you know, you got to be out there and experience it. And that's what uh, we need to look into, you know. How so? I mean, like I said, a lot of times we see stuff on TV. We just can't just go by what we see on TV. Sometimes you need to experience it. I remember after the election of President Obama, I remember seeing rallies and I believe at the time they were mostly organized by the Tea Party. But I remember that was the first time I started seeing people in the the camo, the full body armor, the semi-automatic rifles at rallies. Mm -hmm. Is that what inspired you or were you doing this before that? No, 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 no. Would you go to any Republican debates in your in your full armor and all that? Mm hmm. Do you feel like your Second Amendment rights are being threatened? I think everybody. It's not mine. It's everybody's. You know what I'm saying? Anybody that's born in America. If you're a U.S. citizen and born in America, especially born in America. And then I, I mean, I go to shows and I go to, you know, the gun stores and I see this as many people come into America and become citizens by guns. You know? If they doing it, why not you? 
And what about people who say that in the black community, we are often the victims of gun violence and there's already too many guns? Well, because the average black man, you know what I'm saying, is trying to live a good life. Got You know, he got to look left and he got to look right, you know. Yeah, he should be able to protect his house, protect his family, you know, because once he go out the house, you know, depending where the neighborhood he's at, you know what I'm saying, he got to look left and he got to look right. You know, he got to walk out, you know, get to his car, and when he go to the grocery store or pick up his child or wherever event he's at or whatever, you know. So, you know, it's we get it from both sides. <laughs> so when it comes to these mass shootings, one of the things you hear a lot about is mental illness, which kind of comes back to the red flag law that you were mentioning earlier, which is basically says that if somebody has exhibited or uh, some mental illness or someone in their family believes that they're mentally ill and they have a weapon and they may do something with it, basically the law says that um, the state can um, confiscate their weapons because uh, they're considered a, a threat. Do you think mental illness is a factor in the mass shootings or do you think it's something else and, and what what do you think the solution should be? Oh, man, really, I mean, I, I think it's a cop-out. What's a cop-out? There's some of these people using this uh, situation about mass shootings that they um, mental because it seems like every time, you know, it happens, I'm mental. They went, you know, went mental the time before they did it. You know, they mm-hmm. lived life. They did what they did. They paid their bills. They was going to school, whatever, you know. I, I think it's just evil. Really? Yeah. I, I just think it's just evil people out there, you know. And they just using the mental just to get through the system. Now, I'm, I'm not saying there's not people with mental abilities or, you know, situations like that. But they, are, they should be diagnosed before they even get it good. But the red flag is... If a person has a bad day, you know what I'm saying, you know, just an average bad day and just say, hey, you know, or just have a, you know, a rude, you know, saying just an argument with somebody. And that person goes and tell the police, you know, because he had a bad day and they had an argument that he's mental. What if uh, what if somebody has been diagnosed like serious, not just someone made a comment but this is actually a documented thing they've 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 been seeing doctors should they be able to keep their firearm i i think that that had to be up to the doctor the doctor that's making the diagnosis the doctor is making a diagnosis you know that's not up to the government that's not up to that's like taking a you know somebody's driving privileges only person can do that really unless you you know commit a crime it's a doctor so, you know, if a person get too old to drive or they not able to drive because they have seizures, that'd be the doctor's position, not the the police. I'm going to make a statement and then I want to get your reaction to it. You know, there's a saying that just because you have the right to doesn't mean you should. And in terms of your right to open carry, what do you think about that? Yes, legally, you can do that. But should you? What would you say? Do you care about your life and your family's life? Because if you be in a situation, crazy situations happen, crazy situation moments, and you need to protect yourself or protect your family, would you be asking that same question? If you ain't got your phone or you can't get to your phone to call the police 
and then have the police get to your house within seconds because that's what happens it's seconds when somebody kicking your door with a gun you got two things you got a, you got you got two things in front of you you got a gun you got a phone which one you gonna grab first at that time and and, and with the open situation is uh i just feel being concealed is dangerous you know what i'm saying and it, it's just how's it dangerous how because you know you've seen a lot of people get shot you know what I'm saying by policemen you know what i'm saying and they uh, concealed carry holders uh, you mean so like if if I have a weapon and the police don't know and I go to right or deal with a situation uh, the gentleman got shot in the car with his uh, girlfriend with the kid in there a couple who, years back who announced that he had a, a weapon yeah yeah but he was a uh, concealed carry person but even in that case he said he told the officer he 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 Follow the proper procedure right. he told the officer in right. advance hey I have a weapon right. it's right here right. I'm just gonna and, right. and that it, didn't help him. It didn't help him. Well, right. So basically, you know, saying they need to, you know, make this state a uh, uh, open carry state because a lot of uh, states now it's about like twenty nine of them I think now. Even this Oklahoma just passed it for just basically just everybody as a citizen and you you know no felonies and nothing like that that you can open carry your weapons. I really appreciate you coming in, having a straightforward talk with me. I think it's fascinating. You know, I think we can have a respectful conversation, mm-hmm. uh, whether we agree or disagree. The important thing here is that is that I think you had an important story to tell. I, I think you've helped me certainly have more understanding, and um, I think um, our listeners will as well. So I just want to thank yeah. you for coming in. And I know you know there's a lot of people who wouldn't because they would feel like maybe it was some kind of setup or you know and I really appreciate you coming in and, and, and having the courage to actually you know talk about these things and explain to people where you're coming from and and why you do what you do I just really want people to understand that you know just be be correct you know saying be wise and be responsible and you can be responsible and carry and uh, and be able to protect yourself and and don't be scared because of your color your the color of your skin and that's the uh, one of the main purpose that, you know, a lot of these people, you know, a lot of us, you know, get these these labels because we, you know, we look scared about, you know, if I do this, you know, are they going to mess with me? I don't want to be harassed, you know what I'm saying? And if you walk correctly, you know what I'm saying, it takes a little bit of heat off of you. And that's not good. It's good for everybody. And it's good for police officers to see me open like that. Because tell you the truth, that's how a lot of us get hurt. Well, thank you again, like I said, for joining us, helping us understand this issue. And thanks again for you out there who's listening. Um, Don't forget, we love to hear from our listeners. So check us out on our Facebook page at Facebook slash group slash other side podcast. Or you can always hit us up on Twitter at uh, other side underscore POD. On our pages, you'll find old episodes, photos, bonus audio, all kinds of great stuff. So make sure you check it out. And until the next time, try to see things from the other side. Thanks. Thanks.